HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network since 2009. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome to Spill and Dish, a podcast from the Specialty Food Association. Founded in 1952, SFA is the leading trade association and source of information about the $194 billion specialty food industry. We champion the food producers, retailers, and buyers who make up the specialty food world. If you want to know more about membership, visit specialtyfood.com. While on the site, check out the new Maker Prep course, a 12-step online program that will teach you how to take your specialty food product to the next level. In each podcast episode, we want to share the stories behind the products made and sold by our members who are helping shape the future of food. You can listen and discover the inspiration, recipe, craft, culture, ingredients, and production methods that help answer the question, what makes specialty food special? I'm today's host, Julie Gallagher, Content Development Director at SFA. We're excited to bring you today's episode and so happy to be working with Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit podcast network covering the worlds of food, drink, and agriculture, and expanding the way eaters think about food. One of today's guests is Cynthia Duran, She's a proud Salvadorian-American Latina and owner of Zinca Foods. Cynthia is the next generation of a family who, after fleeing the Salvadorian Civil War to the U.S., found comfort in cooking authentic dishes from home. Cynthia grew up in South Central L.A. and, as an adult, moved to New York City to pursue a career in marketing analytics. After eight years of moving up the corporate ladder, she switched gears in order to share her Salvadorian culture through food. Also with us today is Dina Dicenzo, co-founder of Rind by Dina and Joshua, a maker of award-winning vegan cheeses that's based in Brooklyn, New York. Rind's Sophie Gold award-winning cave-aged vegan cheese is the first and only plant-based cheese to be sold in Whole Food Market's highly curated artisanal dairy cheese case. 
Rind also produces rich and creamy spreads and introduced the world's first carrot-based cheese slices. Rind is a Women's Business Enterprise National Council certified business and is LGBTQ owned as well. Welcome to the stage, ladies. It's so nice to have you here today. I can't, I can't wait to get into the story of how you met a year ago, but before we get started, um, Cynthia, can you tell us a little bit about your food business and how it came to be? Hello, I just wanna make sure this works. Um, yeah, so I'm Cynthia, I'm founder and owner of Cinca Foods. Uh, basically, uh, I used to move around a lot because uh, because of my job. I worked um, in a lot of, uh, you know, for big corporate companies. So I used to work with like Mondelez and uh, Unilever, etc. So I would move to like different states sometimes. And it was really, really hard for me to find uh, food that I felt comfortable, like, you know, comfort food for myself, if that makes sense. Uh, and so for me, that would be pupusas. And so whenever I would go to the freezer aisle, I would never find, you know, something that, you know, would remind me of home. Um, and home to me is in L.A. with my family, you know. And so uh, I don't know, one day I was sitting in my in my couch and I was thinking of like, how can I make this more accessible to people? And then I was in Fresno, California with my family and I asked them, hey, what do you think of this idea? And they said, oh, that's a great idea. We should do it. And so they didn't really take me seriously because they thought like, oh, you have a you have a great career. Why would you leave it for a food business to make pupusas? You know, because my mom was making pupusas to sell them uh, just to make extra income. And so they thought it was just weird. And uh, they didn't take me seriously. And now we're here. <laughs> So yeah, now they take me seriously. <laughs> so it's been a fun ride. <laughs> That's great. And Dina, I understand that in addition to Rind by Dina and Joshua, you're also the founder of Gristle Tattoo, an all-vegan tattoo studio, and you're a nurse practitioner and founder of the Brooklyn Nurse Practitioners, which is a plant-based primary care clinic. So how did you get into the food world and when did you get into the food world? Um, well, I got into the food world when I opened up the medical clinic. So I had um, a, an opening party and I was making cheese at home because it was, just wasn't on the market. So I'm, I've been vegan for almost 15 years and I brought some of my homemade cheese and it was an aged camembert. And one of our, um, my founder, Joshua, who's sitting in the front row here, one of our mutual friends brought some cheese to him and he kind of, we knew who each other were just from being in the community. He owns a, a luxury vegan clothing brand named Brave Gentleman. And so um, we, we knew of each other and he contacted me and said, hey, you know, we got to make this because this doesn't exist on the market. And I said, okay, what's one more business? So <laughs> here we are. Um, you know, we started, we got a space and we started making it and it was well received. And, you know, when the pandemic happened, um, things really skyrocketed. So um, we expanded and expanded and we just continue to expand. So. Okay, great. So Cynthia and Dina, a year ago, you were both exhibiting here at the Fancy Food Show and you didn't know each other. Correct. Um, what happened next? Uh, so yeah, this was actually my first time exhibiting in New York as well. So I normally go around, introduce myself to all the booth booths around just because I'm like, I want to make new friends. I want to get to meet new people. And so I didn't, 
I didn't know that uh, they were next to me and I was looking for a vegan cheese. And so I, I, that's how we started talking. And so I was like, can I try your cheese? And she was like, yeah, sure. And so that's how we ended up, you know, struck, like, you know, starting a conversation. Uh, <laughs> she actually had some masa mix with her. She just happened to have some masa mix that was unmade. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she pulls it out of a baggie and makes me a vegan pupusa right on spot. Yeah. So oh, I wow. just, uh, I, I actually, cause I wanted to try it, you know, and I was like, the best way for me to try it is to make the actual product right now. And so what I did was I, I actually make a, a pupusa there right on the spot. And I was like, I, I had her try it. And I told her, no, I think something is missing. And so then that's when we, I, 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 you know, went back and like kind of started working with different, you know, things that I have, you know, and like, you know, for recipes, what I'm trying to say, uh, just because, you know, we're converting a traditional dish into something that is very unique and is, does not exist in the market. Um, and so converting that into a vegan, into a plant-based product, you know, that would actually taste good. Uh, and so, yeah, and so I made a pupusa right there and then. And I, I remember Joshua and Dina were both the ones that actually tried it. And they were like, oh, this is good. We should do it. <laughs> wow. Who knew products were being developed right on the show floor? <laughs> yeah. And well, something, we were also very hungry that day. So. <laughs> <laughs> something that I really loved when I stopped by and visited with you yesterday, Cynthia, was that um, a neighbor of yours is a hot sauce brand, right? <laughs> and so Cynthia was actually providing samples of the pupusas made with the vegan cheese and encouraging people to try it with the hot sauce as well. So I thought that was just a great way to go about you know, presenting here at the show. And is that kind of um, sense of camaraderie something that you find is alive and well on the show floor? Well, I do it because uh, I actually do it with a lot of products here on the show floor. It's funny because my my bags, my the, pr the printed bags that my packaging comes in, uh, Yaxin is my, my printing company. And I met them at the show floor and they were next to me. Uh, so one stop shop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so they were great. They're great. And so I met them here. And then sometimes I'm missing a spice. So I go around looking for, for example, oregano this morning. Again, was, for the second time. <laughs> yes. Uh, last year we had, uh, I, I believe it was Watkins uh, Spice Company across the way. So they were able to give me salt and oregano. But today I had to go look for some. So, yes, I kind of like, I like to work with different brands uh, and different, you know, you know, makers, because this industry is hard. It is not easy. Uh, it might look like, you know, all gl glitz and glitter, but it's it's hard. And so I try to, you know, empower other people as well. And I even do it through my own brand. Like I say, everything from my packaging was made by a woman-owned business or when like, you know, a collaboration with, you know, Ryan, uh, went with the, you know, vegan cheese and pupusa, you know. So I like to make sure that, you know, I'm collaborating across, you know, different, you know, uh, you know, different makers. Okay. Um, and Dina, had you ever been approached by another specialty food company who is interested in sourcing um, your product for an ingredient? 
Well, I mean, we collaborate in other ways. So um, we actually have Davina crackers and jam at our station. So they've been generous enough to provide us with some for the show. And they did it in Las Vegas as well. So it's, it is nice to find other businesses to cross promote at your, your station. So um, it brings down your costs and it helps give them promotion and it helps give you promotion. So, and I think collaboration does make you kind of a stronger brand. Definitely. And how long did it take to bring the pupusas to market? So the vegan pupusa, I mean, the carrot cheese and Larocco pupusa is actually a new product. So we launched, I launched that this year in January at the Fancy, Las, uh, Fancy Food Las Vegas. Okay. But it was something that I started working on it, uh, last year after I met Dina because I was like, I was already getting a lot of requests for uh, vegan pupusa. So I was like, I need to get this to market. I want to make sure that, you know, we have another skew that works for other people because I like to be very inclusive. So I wanted to make sure that we had something to offer, you know, the growing market that is plant-based cheese. Uh, and so we do have two vegetarian skews, you know, but I wanted to make sure we had a complement that also was close to my, you know, cultural heritage you know, and so that's the reason why I created the carrot cheese in Larocco. Okay, I like that you have carrot cheese in the name of the product. Can you tell me about why you decided to do that? Yeah, so initially it was called vegan cheese in Larocco. Uh, the reason why I had called it like that initially was because I was trying to hide the fact that I was working with Dina. Uh, but then after that, she didn't I was want like, her competitors to come get it, which we wouldn't sell to them anyway. <laughs> We're yeah. a loyal brand. <laughs> Yeah, so I was Sorry. trying to hide the fact, but, you know, it all worked out. And then afterwards, I just decided to change the name because I want people to try it because a lot of people have this negative mix misconception when it comes to plant-based cheese. And so I just, I want it, I want people to be curious because when you see something that says carrot cheese in Loroco, you're like, carrot cheese, what is that? So that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to call it that. So then I changed it to that because I felt like it would be more appealing. You know, it would attract a new co uh, consumer base to actually try something that they've never tried before as well. Okay. So you decided purposely not to co-brand it because you didn't want anyone knowing what your mystery ingredient was. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's okay. It all works out in the end anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and she had already tried all the other vegan cheeses and they were too sticky or didn't melt. And, yeah, you know, so. yeah. So I had already been <laughs> testing in different with different cheeses as well. And I didn't love it as much as I loved working with her cheese. And the reason also, another reason too, is I want to make sure people understand that one is plant-based and the other one is vegetarian when they look at the photo. Just because, you know, I don't want people who are plant-based or lactose intolerant to grab the wrong bag as well. So, right. you know, that having the cheese be yellow but still taste really good is very different. Also, in for a traditional dish uh, for like a pupusa, this does not exist out there right now. I'm the only one making it since, you know, I'm the first Salvadorian frozen food line in the American market right now. So it's really cool to have a very unique product out there right now. Right. You both have such unique products. Um, so I understand that you purposely had your boots positioned next to each other for this show. How has that been so far? It's great. Uh, you know, we share space and labor and refrigerators and 
you know, forks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it works out because we get a bigger booth yeah. and it's actually more welcoming. I yeah. feel like a lot of people stop by and they ask us, are you guys the same company? I'm like, no, it's two different companies, but she's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're in the area, it becomes a friend. So everybody, <laughs> the hot sauce, the coffee people across the way. I know. <laughs> We're friends with everyone. <laughs> and do you rely on each other for business advice? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think being a founder, I know Dina, um, I know you can say, uh, well, I think both of us being women founders, you know, we have unique challenges and I think, you know, we're about the same size, you know, and we've been, yeah, so we face a lot of the same problems, even though she's in a different category, there's still a lot of the same challenges out there. So it's good to have someone to collaborate with and someone who might've gone through that before. So, you know, what's coming down the road. Yeah, and I also vent to Dina a lot too. So it's good because there's a lot of like a lot of people out there who don't understand that this can be really hard. And so the other other people that can understand you are the people that you're working with or understand what they're go like what like you know what you're going through. So I feel like Dina's been a very great friend to me and a resource as well. So I appreciate her and I say, "Oh, you're you're just a I'm like, I'm so lucky to have you in my life. That's what I tell her. She does. <laughs> and same to you. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> now, I understand you're both Women's Business Enterprise National Council certified. Has that opened doors for you? It, was it worth it? Are you finding that it was worth it to become certified? Go ahead. You, I, I think having the WeBank certification is good because it does... I guess, provide that level of um, confidence to people who are interested in finding women-owned businesses, um, if that's what they're looking for. It yeah. does and give it, you the label, but yeah, yeah so it's it been good. makes other people feel assured, you know, because there's not a lot of women-owned businesses that are actually owned and, you know, run by women. And then, you know, here we are, you know. Uh, so it's cool to just kind of have that there because then we are able to also meet other women-owned businesses through that as well. So, and, you know, I just, you know, it's a cool, cool thing to have too. So, and it does get you on some big companies radar. Um, so they do look for that. So, um, you know, if you have the certification, it does put you on their radar, even if they're not going to bring you into their store, you know, at that moment. They know that you exist and they're going to keep you on their radar until they're ready to pull the trigger. Great. And what would you say are some of the challenges that may be somewhat unique to um, women business owners? <laughs> I, I, we just laugh at that because it's just... Uh... For me, I'll, I'll start, Dina, yes, then you can go. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I would feel like sometimes people don't take me seriously because I look young or uh, I don't seem serious. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But, you know, sometimes I get questioned a lot uh, of, with my decisions, you know. And so I'm like, but I'm the founder. I'm the owner. I'm the one pushing and striving. Like, you know, everything that, like, where we got into now is because of my decisions, you know? Yeah. And so those are like, you know, when I get questioned sometimes, like I, I, I'm, I'm okay with people questioning me, but sometimes, you know, people are like, but it's it really you who are, who's the founder? And I'm like, know. yes, it's me. So I'm like, you know, who else would it be? I'm not lying. How can I be an imposter in my own <laughs> business? So yes. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you do. De you definitely get treated a bit differently as a woman. So you know, they don't take you as seriously sometimes, or you know, and there's also a height issue. You know, they do take taller people more seriously. Yeah. So it's height discrimination sometimes. So um, interesting. Yeah, you know, it just it. It, um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, and also another thing, too, is uh, sometimes uh, people see you because you're just wearing casual wear. They don't, they don't think you are the founder and owner. And I'm like, how is it that a man can wear casual wear and I can't wear casual wear and a hat and you won't take me seriously? So, yeah, yeah. there's definitely a double standard out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're almost out of time, but Cynthia, can you tell me what's next for your company? And also where, um, can we find the pupusas, you know, when we're out shopping? Yeah. So what's next for my company? I can't really talk about <laughs> in public yet until we officially announce things. Um, but you can find my products in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, in uh, groceries there, and we are launching in Central Market HEB in Aug on August in August. So you can find us there. Congratulations! Thank you. And how about you, Dina? What's next for your company? Well, we just added a red bell pepper and a parsnip cheese to our carrot line, and we rebranded re it as Veggie Underground. Um, and we um, are going to be expanding within Whole Foods. Um, we're in the process of doing that. Um, we were the first cheese, as you mentioned, to be in their case. So we're going to be actually changing to the grab-and-go section in Mini Wheels and expanding the flavors and numbers of stores. And um, we just onboarded with UNFI East and West Coast. So we're going to be expanding all over the country. <laughs> That's really exciting. So we're almost out of time. But before we go, we'd like for you to participate in our final segment, which is called Take Five, Five <laughs> Questions for Our Guests. But first, let's pause for a break. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. Roberta's is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick with multiple locations in New York City, Long Island, and Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Okay, hello again and welcome back. Here are your five questions for our final segment, Take Five. What is your favorite thing about the specialty food industry? I get to make new friends. I get to try new foods. What's one thing that SFA has made easier for you as a specialty food business owner? Uh, visibility. Yep, I would say that. If you weren't running a business, what would you be doing? I would still be working in marketing. <laughs> I'd be running my other two businesses. 
which you're probably doing right I'm now. I'm doing anyway. that anyway. You, you just have a little more free time. And what's the one piece of advice you'd give a new food business? Don't do it. (laughs) Run, run. (laughs) I would say save a lot of money. Make sure that you know that this is exactly what you want to do because this business is not cheap. It's expensive. Uh, That is my best advice I can give to anyone. I think make sure you have the time to put in because if you do not want to give up your weekends, nights, vacations then don't yep. do it. You're going to be, it's yep. on 24 seven. Yep. Yep. And 365. Can, yep. Especially when you're doing your own production, like we are, uh, you production is the most important thing of your business. Everything else comes second. Uh, and so that's what we would say. Yeah. Okay. And how would you define specialty? Unique. I don't know. Yeah. Unusual, unique. Yeah. Different. Okay. Great. A big thanks to Dina and Cynthia for joining us today. And you can find out more about the show at specialtyfood.com and heritageradionetwork.org. And remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Come back often to get to know the people who are shaping the future of food. Special thanks to Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. This is Spill and Dish, a Specialty Food Association podcast. Spill and Dish, a Specialty Food Association podcast, is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.